This is the John Oakley Show podcast. On a great day for talk radio, uh, if you're watching the markets, uh, it's not really a great day. A lot of folks very, very squeamish with uh, the free fall. Uh, affected by oil, the coronavirus-19 as well, uh, playing a role there. But what is going on? Let's uh, defer to the experts. In this case, Blake Schaefer has joined us on the line. He's an adjunct associate professor in the Department of Economics at the University of Calgary. Blake, good to have you on the Oakley Show in Toronto. Good afternoon. Hi, John. Thanks for having me. So in a nutshell, uh, what the Dickens is going on right now? Well, you've, you've touched on it. So we've got a double whammy going on from the from the demand side. We're having the shock from coronavirus, which is really weakening demand for uh, oil and all its products from people traveling west to, like you said, even factories shutting in. So we've had a drop in, in demand. But now what happened this weekend is we now have a supply shock. So the OPEC plus Russia arrangement to look at curtailing uh, supply to try to stabilize the market has fallen apart. And actually, it resolved itself into a price war. So you got Saudis cutting their benchmark prices. And that's what really caused this massive uh, drop we saw <clears throat> starting last night when the overnight markets opened. And we're seeing roughly a 30% fall uh, in the price of um, crude oil. Right. The TSX down uh, at last count of about 1,400 on the day. Uh, the Dow, I guess, was off 1,900 points. Uh, looks like a meltdown now. This is all, I guess they stop uh, periodically, uh, halt the trading and uh, give a breather of about 15 minutes before they resume uh, or pull the plug on the day in general. Uh, where do we stand now? I mean, are they back to trading? Uh, well, you know, I don't, I don't follow the intraday market. You don't, eh? Okay. As I used to. I was an energy trader for 15 years, so I would have been glued to my screen. Um, nowadays, that wouldn't be my focus, but... I mean, you're seeing a couple things go on today. So you've got the fall in crude oil futures, um, and that's having an effect clearly in the TSX in terms of energy-weighted equities. You're going to have that fallout in all of the corporates that are linked to that. So I've seen at some points today um, massive falls in Canadian equities that are in the oil and gas sector, so you know up to 50% day-on-day declines. Uh, in the Dow Jones, it's broader than that. So you're having not only... Uh, this uncertainty in the oil price, but just the general uh, concern and uncertainty, uh, not just the economic concern, but human concern going on with with coronavirus that's leading to anxiety, like you talked about in your preceding comments. Mm -hmm. Anxiety is never a good thing for investment and uncertainty. So you're seeing that broader sell-off go on in U.S. markets that isn't entirely oil-based here. So, Blake, you're there at the University of Calgary, uh, right, yep. you know, in the catbird seat watching all of this. I mean, uh, oil sands extraction is going to be a real bad bet right now, isn't it? Well, it's tough. Yeah, my focus here, you know, on this fallout is what does this mean for Alberta's finances and Alberta, Alberta in general? Um, the first thing I would say is, you know, pointing to our budget. So we are still heavily reliant on the price of oil and gas in terms of our budget. And every dollar fall in the price of WTI oil is about $350 million less revenue in the Alberta's, in Alberta's government uh, budget. So with this fall in prices relative to where the budget assumed, I mean, the budget had a $58 assumption for the price of oil for the 2020 budget year, and we're down to about $30 in the prompt month. So you can, you can do the quick math and see what this means in terms of potential budget. Now, there's some some mitigating factors, so the, the, the differential between the West Texas benchmark and our local price is actually tightening at the moment, as well the Canadian dollar is falling. And, 
And that actually helps in our budget situation because we do budget selling in U.S. dollars. Uh, so with that, though, it, you know, if this were to persist for the entirety of a year at these prices, we're talking about a five to six billion dollar uh, drop in revenues. So a five to six billion dollar expansion uh, in the deficit, which is already forecast to be six billion dollars. So this would put us over double digits for 2020 if it persists. And this would be record deficits for Alberta. Can the government do anything in response, either provincially federally here in Canada, uh, because, uh, I mean, obviously, so much is dependent on the extraction economy. Yeah, I mean, there's multiple things here. So in terms of that global price, someone asked me this recently. Well, no, of course, we're not going to do anything there. This isn't a problem like we've faced in recent years where the real challenge price-wise was local. So what we call the differential was widening because of market access issues, uh, which potentially could be solved domestically getting over so many hurdles, but that's not the case here. This is a global challenge. So there's not going to be anything uh, done on that front. I think what we're going to see, uh, irrespective of what's going on with the oil price, just in response to coronavirus, is we are likely, well, we're already seeing the monetary policy easing, and the idea there is you're going to incentivize deployment of more investment by lowering the cost of investment. We'll see about that, given the uncertainty, but just simply fiscal stimulus, uh, as well, more dollars flowing into the health system. Those dollars flowing out of government into the economy, we'll probably see that going on. Specific to, like you talked about, the extractive um, sector, I mean, there isn't too much you can do in these times, um, given this is a global issue. I think for Alberta, what this really requires is, <laughs> I'm going to sound like a broken record because this was said five years ago, it was said by my colleagues 10 and 20 years ago and more, is we need to stop budgeting with such a reliance uh, on a global price, uh, commodity price, balancing our books. Um, Alberta does not balance its books without royalty revenue. And so leaving us that exposed leaves us exposed to a whipsaw in program spending um, because at least this current government has been reluctant to pull on the revenue lever, the tax lever. It's focused mostly on program spending and we're going to have program spending, so health and education and social assistance, whip up and down because of oil price wars between Saudi and Russia, that's not a good thing for anybody. So providing some stability into our budgeting methodologies is critically important. I hope this is yet a, a more stronger wake-up call in that regard. Again, with Blake Schaefer, he's an adjunct uh, associate professor in the Department of Economics at the University of Calgary, and we're just trying to... Uh, really make some sense of what's going on globally, but impacting us here at home. Now, the idea that the Saudis and Russia are having a fight over uh, oil markets, I guess, and uh, so the Saudis really precipitated this whole thing, didn't they? I mean, opening the sluices and saying, you know, we're just going to keep producing as much as we can. So there's a glut or an oversupply uh, internationally, which has dropped the price and the demand has come down too because of the COVID-19, as you called it, the perfect storm, are working in conjunction with each other. So how come uh, the Saudis decided that this was going to be a tactic? Uh, Is it to try to recruit a larger market share here at a discounted price? I mean, yeah, that would be the tactic in terms of doing this price war is you're trying to crowd out um, a weaker uh, participant, a weaker supplier in the market to try to gain back that market share. So if you're not doing what OPEC tries to do, which is have these agreements to, to limit supply, to elevate prices in the cartel fashion, um, if, if Russia is not playing along with that, you're saying, well, 
I can withstand lower prices than uh, than you for a longer period. So I'm going to push the market down to these low prices to to, re, to force back that market share. So this is an interesting <laughs> development. We're going to see uh, who blinks first in that regard. It's it's anybody's guess, and certainly mine is no better than others in terms of how long this takes in terms of a change or coming back to the table and, and trying to agree on other levels of, of production. So you're facing this challenge of, 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 a, of a loose cartel not wanting to cooperate right now and providing too much supply into the market at the exact same time as we now have demand falling. And it, it very much looks like 2020, we, we are going to see a drop in global oil demand. And so when people talk about peak demand related to climate policies and all these things, there's lots of debates around will this be in the in the mid-2020s or are we not talking until 2040? Well, we're going to see a tempor- at least temporary blip this year. We're going to we're very likely to see a decline in in oil demand, um, and so as a result of those two things, you're just seeing this fall off in prices. Which the end goal of that is is to push out suppliers, get them to shut in their production, or at least not invest in any new production. Right, which obviously impacts your home turf there out in Alberta. Uh, I guess if there's one silver lining to the otherwise bleak cloud, it has to do gas pump uh, pump prices are coming down and uh, even dropping, according to our expert Dan McTagg, by about $0.08, cents, I guess, later in the week. All right. Uh, well, we hope, you know, we have something, uh, the fortitude to uh, really ride this one out, uh, but it doesn't look good for the foreseeable future is what you're saying. Yeah. For the near term, you know, this is this is not a good situation. If you're invested in the markets or if you happen to be, uh, you know, a government reliant on oil and gas revenue, uh, this is going to be quite dire. Uh, for the, for the near term, and um, you know, like I said, in terms of how long this proceeds, is, is really anybody's guess on that supply side. In terms of the price war, we could see them come back to the table and be relatively short lived, because uh, this has been this has been a massive fall in prices. So on the demand side, though, coronavirus, uh, I, I refer you to my health policy experts here, who would have far better idea in terms of the the magnitude in terms of. Uh, peaks in numbers, but I think one thing we'll be looking for is regardless of, of where the trajectory on, on infections and the tolls it takes, wherever that goes, before that there's this added element of uncertainty and anxiety, and that alone causes a fall, uh, an economic fall, because uh, it, it deters investment and causes people um, you know, to, to stay away from airports and travel and whatnot, just the uncertainty. So having some uncertainty resolved um, will definitely help things uh, uh, in terms of both the markets and, and the oil price. Yeah, I think we're into that uncertainty phase right about now, or certainly I entering. Think we're peak uncertainty, peak panic at the moment. Uh, when you go to your, your grocery store and, and don't see any toilet paper, that, that tells me that we're definitely in peak uh, panic <laughs> period at the moment. That's it, uh, the toilet paper index. Uh, Blake, yeah. good to talk. I appreciate the explanation. Thank you for it. Thanks very much. Blake Schaefer again is at the University of Calgary in the Department of Economics. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.